Today's devotional is about Matthew chapter 23, which says this, Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples. The scribes and Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So practice and observe everything they tell you. But do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy, burdensome loads and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. All their deeds are done for men to see. They broaden their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love the places of honor at banquets, the chief seats in the synagogues, the greetings in the marketplaces, and the title of rabbi by which they are addressed. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all brothers. And do not call anyone on earth your father, for you have one father who is in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Christ. The greatest among you shall be your servant. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You shut the kingdom of heaven in men's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those in who wish to enter. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You traverse land and sea to win a single convert, and when he becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as you are. Woe to you, blind guides! You say, if anyone swears by the temple, it means nothing. But if anyone swears by the gold of the temple, he is bound by his oath. You blind fools! Which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes it sacred? And you say, if anyone swears by the altar, it means nothing. But if anyone swears by the gift on it, he is bound by his oath. You blind men! Which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes it sacred? So then he who swears by the altar swears by it and everything on it. And he who swears by the temple swears by it and by the one who dwells in it. And he who swears by heaven swears by God's throne and by the one who sits on it. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You pay tithes of mint, dill, and cumin. But you have disregarded the weightier matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides, you strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, so that the outside may become clean as well. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of dead men's bones and every kind of impurity. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to be righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You build tombs for the prophets and decorate the monuments of the righteous. And you say, If we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partners with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. So you testify against yourselves that you are the sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of the sin of your fathers. You snakes, you brood of vipers, 
How will you escape the sentence of hell? Because of this, I am sending you prophets and wise men and teachers. Some of them you will kill and crucify, and others you will flog in your synagogues and persecute in town after town. And so upon you will come all the righteous blood shed on earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Truly I tell you, all these things will come upon this generation. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem who kills the prophets and stones those sent to her, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were unwilling. Look, your house is left to you desolate. For I tell you that you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And this is God's word. Today's reading continued the chronicle of the life of Christ during the week of the crucifixion. Today we read that the religious leaders took turns trying to discredit Jesus by attempting to stump him with hard questions. Jesus turned every question back on the questioners and made them look foolish. So Jesus was on defense in that chapter yesterday and refused to allow his opponents to score any points at all. Here in Matthew 23, Jesus went on offense, warning his audience about the hypocrisy of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law and urging his audience not to live like these religious leaders. Jesus was specific in his complaints about the hypocrisy of these groups. He criticized them for the following things. Not practicing what they preach in verses 1 through 4. Doing everything for show, not from sincerity in verses 5 through 12. Being an obstacle to God's kingdom rather than a guide to it in verses 13 through 15. Finding loopholes in God's laws to exploit for their own selfish ends in verses 16 through 22. Being scrupulous about obedience to the technicalities of the law while completely ignoring the moral and ethical commands of the law in verses 23 and 24. Appearing squeaky clean on the outside while being morally degenerate on the inside in verses 25 through 28. Honoring the prophets that their ancestors killed while persecuting the prophets and teachers Jesus sent and was sending to them in verses 29 through 36. Let's focus on verses 5 through 12. Although the religious men of his culture loved the accolades of great honor that were customarily given to them, in verse, as we saw in verse 7, Jesus commanded his followers not to give titles and honor to our leaders in verses 8 through 11. Jesus could not have been more clear that Christian leaders are to be servants who serve in humility. We saw that in verses 11 through 12. Consequently, Jesus strictly forbade us from putting titles on each other. Despite what Jesus clearly said, Christian leaders for centuries have demanded certain titles. Bishop you-know-who, Pope what's-his-name, Cardinal so-and-so, Saint Bernard, and even Father. The very title Jesus said not to use in verse 9. Although the elders here at Calvary Bible Church felt it was important for me to be called pastor, when I was first called to be the senior pastor here. I've always been more comfortable just going by the name my parents gave me. Even though I have an earned doctorate, I never ask anyone to call me Dr. Jones. And this passage is the reason why. 
We call Paul the Apostle Paul, but he never called himself that. Instead, his letters all began with his first name, Paul. Romans 1.1, 1, 1, 1 Corinthians 1.1, 1, 1, 2 Corinthians 1.1, 1, 1, and so on. I think we should be careful about using titles in light of this passage. But the command here is less about whether you call me Pastor Brian or Brian and more about whether I serve the Lord in order to get honor and respect from you. You see, the point is not so much about the title, but rather why I want to be called that title in the first place. If I'm serving the Lord, then I don't need to worry about a title. But if my service for the Lord is order, in order to get you to show me some sign of respect, that's a spiritual problem. And that's the point of the passage. The Pharisees and teachers of the law wanted the social status that came from being a religious leader. We saw that in verses 5 through 7. They did not view themselves as servants to their disciples, but as princes who taught, but also demanded much from their followers. And you and I are not immune to this temptation. Some people seek to be elders or deacons or teachers in the church because they want the respect of the people of the church. Jesus called us to remember that spiritual leadership is about service, not about self. May God help all of us to cultivate the servant's heart that Jesus commanded and modeled for us. No matter what title people apply to our names or what positions of authority we occupy. Hope you have a great day. We'll see you next time.